Well, good morning. I am not Jacob Parnell. <laughs> Most assuredly not. I'm Phil White, and uh, I'll be, uh, I think I'm a little warm, a little hot up here, don't you think? There we go. <laughs> I'm in hot by the mic, not hot this way. All right. And then I'm being reminded I need to take the mask off. That's probably the problem <laughs> more than anything else. All right. So. Um, I want to really uh, you know, thank you very much. Um, definitely a big thank you for everybody who's been putting, you know, part of putting the service together today. Um, if you're ever curious about how much uh, work it is to put into a service and uh, make sure that the speakers work, the, uh, uh, the live stream works, uh, that the, uh, the sermon is ready or the message is ready and the songs are ready, uh, just run one yourselves. Um, it's... Uh, a lot of work that goes into this, and uh, the Weiss family has learned that this week. We've had an appreciation before, but we have an extra appreciation this week. Um, but it's been a blessing, really, to be able to do all these things and put these things together. I really want to thank you all for the and uh, Jacob for the opportunity to bring a message to me today. Uh, before I got up here, Jacob gave me a, um, a for little present. It's the preaching socks. <laughs> so uh, now. I think he gave this to me a little early because whether I get to do this again or not is completely, you know, up to, I guess we'll take a vote later whether I get to keep them or not. So um, as we continue our series today, you know, Christ through the carols, today's message is really about the carol we sing every year, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And if you're like some, you sort of learn this song in church. Um, maybe you learned it from singing Christmas carols with your family or Maybe you learned it from one of our beloved Christmas classic movies, A Charlie Brown Christmas. And since I don't want Jacob to be the only one who plays cool videos for the kids, we're going to play a video here in just a moment. And uh, we're going to watch the very last scene around Christmas where Hark the Herald Angels Sing is sung. Now, before we do this, we've got to catch you up because we're going to watch the very last scene in this movie. And so Charlie Brown in this movie is feeling very blue about Christmas, really having struggles with the Christmas season. So Lucy, he goes to Lucy, his very untrained psychiatrist, who convinces him to get rid of his blues, he should direct the Christmas play. Right. Um, and hopefully that'll cheer him up. Now, he tries to direct the play, but as you know with Charlie Brown, none of the kids really listen to him. They wouldn't take any direction from him. Charlie Brown suggests a Christmas tree to put up on the stage, and he returns when he gets it with the most sickly-looking tree that you've ever seen in your life. The needles are falling off of it. It's got like three branches, right? It looks horrible. And he brings this, and the kids look at it, and frankly, they look at it and go, that's awful. Charlie Brown, and they really trust him less. So Charlie Brown gets frustrated with all of them, and he leaves, and he thinks, okay, I'll show them, I'll decorate the tree. And he puts an ornament on the tree, and the branches were so small, the, the ornament falls off. And he gets frustrated, and he leaves. Well, while this is happening, Linus um, sees all this, and he, said, and he actually reads the reason for Christmas. It's not about the tree, it's not about the play, it's about the story of Christmas. And he actually reads the Christmas story from Luke. Wow, isn't that amazing? The Christmas story from the Bible on national television watched by millions and frankly billions of people. Thank you, Charles Schultz. 
So after Linus's impassioned plea, the kids go find this Christmas tree and they decorate it beautifully. And so now we're gonna see the scene where Charlie Brown comes back, sees the tree, now decorated in all its glory for the first time. There we go. Seen by millions and billions of people around the world. And you know, just the message of our coming savior in a cartoon. You know, it's however the message gets out to people. It's fantastic. All right, kids. Well, there's our video for the day. All right. So I'd like to invite you all now to head over to the Family Life Center with our, uh, for Kids Own Worship. Uh, our, that will be our kids' fourth through the fifth grade. And then we also have our attended nursery today, which we can thank the Gibson family for serving in. And of course, those are zero to three-year-olds, and they'll be heading over there now as well. So as everybody's leaving, the rest of you get to pull out a red book from under the seats in front of you because you're going to need it. Today's message will be a participatory one. So go ahead and do that now. And you're going to open up to song number 1001 which well, happens to be Heart the Herald Angels Sing. So go ahead and open up, go ahead and grab that red book, find 1001, stick your finger in it, we're gonna need it. Does anybody need any, if you need an extra book or whatever, raise your hand, we can get one for you. All right, are we good? Anybody need a book? You're going to need it, trust me. All right, because there's not going to be any words on the screen. You're going to need your book. All right, ready? All right, here we go. So I think the kids are all, all good. So what I'd like to do is start off just a little bit and talk about how Heart the Herald Angels Sing came to be one of the just, I would suggest it might be one of the deepest and richest Christmas carols at all. Matter of fact, this song, and actually all the songs that were picked out to be sung today earlier, all were written by the same person, by a man named by Charles Wesley. He wrote, uh, Hark the Herald Angels Sing happened to be in uh, 1739, so it's a little old, right? It's a long time ago, a time, what one might consider a timeless classic. Now the Wesley brothers, Sean and Charles, 
were both used by God to really bring about a revival in England at that time, which then spread to America um, during a time period called sort of the Great Awakening. Well, John Wesley was known for his preaching. Charles Wesley wrote this song and over 6,000 other hymns in his lifetime. And so, and his message was to try to instruct converts in the great truths of the Christian faith. He's wrote, written many of his songs, and some of them include Jesus, Lover of My Soul, Love Divine, All Loves Excelling, Oh, for a Thousand Tongues to Sing, and he also wrote another Christmas carol, which um, some people call it popular, and I'm not sure I've really heard it all, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. And then he also wrote a couple of Easter hymns as well. Well, I would suggest that basically any of his hymns that we have would be great for Bible studies. What we're going to do is we're going to take Hark the Herald Angels Sing and break it down a little bit. And it's amazing how much scriptural teachings are actually in this song that we just sing at Christmas. And so what I'd like to do is, you know, um, as part of our Christ in the Carols message today, for us to really look at it a little closer so that we can get a greater appreciation for that. Um, you know, kind of like Justin mentioned you know, a little earlier in his, uh, um, in his communion thought, that we sometimes hear these things over and over and over again, and we sort of lose the meaning of those. So let's look at that a little bit today. In the first verse of Hark the Herald Angels Sing, and which is the one that we know the best, he calls for all nations to join in with the angels, giving glory to the newborn king. The second verse looks into the doctrine of the incarnation, and the final, uh, the final verse looks at the purpose behind Jesus' birth. So here's what we're going to do today. We're going to sing the song together. I'm going to do a totally mediocre job of leading you in that, uh, because while I may have several gifts, I've been told multiple times by my musically gifted son that God's get me in that particular line. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to sing until I say stop, or I motion you to stop. Okay? And then what we're going to do is take a look at the Bible verses that inspired Charles Wesley to write those particular words as far as the song goes. And I believe this, I think through this, we'll get just a richer understanding of the song and um, that really the song is so rich in theology um, and the, the, the theological themes that Christ, what Christ did for us. Incarnation, atonement, resurrection, the fall of man, total depravity, and sanctification. And really it's the renewal of us through Christ. So, Everybody ready with your songbooks? Okay, verse number one. First four, first four stanzas of that. Heart the herald angels sing Glory to the newborn King Peace on earth and mercy mild God and sinners reconciled Stop! Luke, chapter 2, verses 13 through 14. And suddenly there was an angel, a multitude, excuse me, and suddenly there was an angel with the, suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. 
and in 2 Corinthians. Now all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Namely, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Next four. Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. With an angelic host proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Stop. Very good. All right. But the angel said to them, Luke chapter 2, verses 10 through 12. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all people. For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Christ by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord. Stop. Oh, close. Huh? Philippians chapter 2. Verses 9 through 11. For this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow, of those who are in heaven on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. See how every one of these verses, all these, every single one of these words that are in this song, they are truly backed up by Scripture. Every single one of them so far. Let's keep going. Uh, just two lines here. Late in time, behold him come, offspring of a virgin's womb. Stop. Matthew chapter 1, verses 20 through through 25. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and shall bear a son, and they shall call him Emmanuel, which translated to, uh, which translated means God's with us. Okay, next four here. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity, pleased as man with man to dwell. Jesus, our Emmanuel. Stop. Hebrews 10, 19 through 20. Therefore, brethren, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he inaugurated through a, for us through the veil that is his flesh. Also speaking of Jesus Christ in Colossians 2, verse 9. For him, all fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. And then again, Matthew 123, once again, Behold, the virgin shall be with us and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God is with us. We'll finish up this verse and start the next two in verse 3. Hark the herald angels. 
angels sing glory to the newborn king hark the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king hail the heavenward prince of peace hail the son of righteousness Isaiah 9, 6. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. And the next two. Light and light to all he brings, prison with healing. Oops, I messed that one up. Sorry. <coughs> See? Not that line. Um, John, chapter 8, verse 12. Then Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have light of light. And prophesying of Jesus in Malachi 4.2, But for you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in its wings, and you will go forth and skip like calves from the stall. All right. We're going to go ahead and finish this last verse now. Mild he lays his glory by, born that man no more may die, born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. Glory to the newborn King. Heart the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn King. Matthew verses eleven. Matthew verse uh, chapter eleven verse twenty nine. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest in your souls. John 11, 25-26. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies, and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? And John chapter 3, verse 3. Jesus answered and said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. All of these verses, did you really, you know, have you ever taken a look at a song and tried to figure out what chapters and verses actually inspired the writer to actually write those words? It's quite the study, to be honest with you. And every single one of these verses that we've sung today, all the words that Charles Wesley put together so beautifully in 1739, which is 200 and some years ago, um, are still true today. It's God's word still speaking to us. God's words through song. God's words that we sing as part of our traditions every Christmas season. And a matter of fact, sometimes we even sing this outside of Christmas season. But every single one of these is, the, is God giving us a message. And I also, you know, uh, going back to the video that we looked at earlier, 
Isn't it amazing how we can have these Christmas carols used to be able to bring God's message to the rest of the world? So, God tells us to go out and bring his light to uh, the world through us as Jesus brought that light to us. And I know that a number of you are going to Deacon Dave's tonight, so I'm going to give you a challenge. And that challenge is, if you're in line together, sing this song. Get the words. You can look it up on your phones, because every one of you have phones, right? But look it up and sing this once tonight. And sing it with the, uh, the thought and the understanding that as you're singing it, you are bringing that light to those people in that line around you. If you're not going to Deacon Dave's tonight and you sing this song with your families or you sing it at another time or somewhere else, think about it again. Look at, you know, think about it and the scriptures and the message that it delivers to all those people around you. I'd like to suggest that um, um, as well, that now that we have this fuller appreciation of the song, if somebody says, what does this mean? You can probably even tell them now. Or at least with a little more study, you can tell them. But you know, that's what part of our Christmas carol and our Christmas carol traditions are. Because when we go Christmas caroling, it's not just to go sing for people and make them feel good. We're also Christmas caroling to be able to bring that message that God to them in a way that helps them understand better. Just like the Charlie Brown Christmas Carol cartoon on TV. Some people might think, oh, that's just so silly, it's a little cartoon. How else can you bring God's message to billions of people through over time? Just a small seed. That's what we plant, the small seeds. We let God water them and let them grow. And so as we go through this Christmas season, Christ in the carols, and the opportunity for us to be able to touch others is fantastic. And so I urge us all to be able to do that. And so now, as we close here, if you're not a child of God, baptized through the Father, the Holy Spirit, and the Son, I really invite you to learn more. We have some visitors here today, you know, and anybody who's actually, who's online as well. You know, you can talk to me, you can talk to Jacob, you can talk to other people, but learn more about how, fan, how absolutely amazing the gift that Jesus is that's been given to each one of us. Our Lord's waiting for you to answer that call. And finally, what I'd like you to do, now that I've sort of teased you all the way with this song, as far as bringing up the small pieces, I'd love us to be able to stand and sing this song once, all the way through in its glory and its splendor, splendor before we all pray together. So would you please rise? You're actually now going to get the proper song leader.